You're listening to episode 335 of the Geeks Experience Podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo! And Shelly Nolan. Hello! This week, we're geeking out about E3, James Gunn's DCU, and I'm so excited about this, the Level Up events, which you've never heard of, because we made it up. Until now. (laughs) We just made it up. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. Uh, Basically... Level up events. It'll be March third. Uh, I can't remember the start time, but there'll be details everywhere. I promise you. Uh, and it is going to be a virtual conference that we're doing. The virtual conference. The idea of it is to level up your faith in some way. Whether you are a longtime believer or uh, not a believer at all, you just kind of want to. You're just interested in what this all looks like. Uh, we're gonna have guests. We've got. I don't want to name the guests yet. We have guests. Stay tuned. Because we're just going to be announced this when I publish. What a tease! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some cool guests. Some stuff that I'm really excited about. Um, yes. Yeah. There's. Um, it's going to be great. There will be Twitch streaming between the the guest speakers, and uh, it'll all be live on our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/GeeksUnderGrace. Uh, yeah. So we'll be playing some games. We have some guest streamers as well. So. Sweet. A good time. I'm... I know I, I know. I haven't streamed on our channel for a while either, but I will definitely be back as well. Yeah. I'm really excited. Like I said, there'll be more details coming out uh, in the next few weeks. If you're following us on social media, I'm probably going to annoy you with all of the details all the time. So be ready for it. Level up events. Uh, from there, let's just get into the games we've been playing. Cool. Alright, so I guess that means me first. Yes. (laughs) Alright, let's see. So, I've played a few things. Um, I guess I'll talk about the first one that I I didn't plan on. Initially, I didn't really care for for Forspoken that much. But it was almost... It was a purchase I made in spite of all the mixed reviews and everything. I'm like, you know what? Because I had so much fun with games last year that got like sixes and fives and stuff you know like so like you know what? okay let me see what what this is all about because i gotta know if this is really like if this if it's really an issue or not um and so i have been playing a little bit of forespoken i know people in our video game chat have already beat it we got a review copy i know somebody is working on the review uh it'll be published very soon which is awesome oh uh, it's cool we got a copy of it um but there are some things that are odd and obtuse about it. Um, but I like it so far. It's not... Like, it's definitely not, like... You know, it's the, it, I feel like the score, the scores it's been getting are, like, spot on. It's in between a 6 and a 7 somewhere, I think. Um, but it's not, like... Uh, it's just been getting railed on social media. Just kind of like the games that I enjoyed last year. But I'm like, okay, like... There's a lot of per- character progression involved. Um, not in just, like as the player but story progression too like like Frey the main character she starts off very cringy but you get to see her grow and um your your the abilities and the things you can do are very limited and don't feel very fun but the more you play through it the more you, you unlock and you really start to turn into this hero this with magical abilities that 
like she was advertised as. And so it's like, I think it's it's one of those games that it does take a, a few hours to um, to really get a feel for and to kind of get comfortable with. And I think that's why it's it's one of those it's just one of those games that takes a minute to get into. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I've liked it so far though. Yep. <clears throat> and then the other thing that uh, one of the other things that I've been playing is um, Dead Space. I this is one that I did want to play for sure. The Dead Space remake. And it is really good. Like, it was one of those things, kind of like Last of Us Part 1. I'm like, I don't really need a remake of this. I love this trilogy as it is. But when I once I hopped into it, I'm like, okay, I literally know everything I'm about to play in this game. But there's just graphically and just these changes that really do, I think, mean a lot. That make me go, oh, like, it gives me this kind of surreal, like, not like Uncanny Valley kind of thing. But just, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's kind of the game that I had in like imagined in my head when i first played dead space but it's just like oh like it's just more fully realized i guess um but that's it's super exciting it's really good um i think it's a good time for people to check out that series um especially um you know with the remake i don't know if they're doing the sequels or not or what they got planned for that but the dead space remake is really solid um and i guess yeah, they're, they're good. Um, the third one is co-op. I know that game got some flack too back in the day, but it's one of the best co-op experiences that my brother and I have ever had. Like, it's... Other characters are hallucinating things that the main character is no longer hallucinating at that point because he's already been through the journey. Um, and it's just crazy because two players can see two different things on screen. And that was back in the days on, like, 360 and PS3. So, um, this remake is is pretty neat, though. And I, I guess I'll save it. I, I guess I, I can probably talk more about it in the news. But um, Xbox did shadow drop a game called Hi-Fi Rush that I did get to play. And it's so it's so stinking good. I love it. I just haven't had the time to really like get back into it. Um, but I've already played like three or four levels. And yeah, it's it's great. So I can, I'll, I'll talk more about that during, when we get to the news. But um, what have you guys been playing? I finally beat Radiant Dawn, and I'm very happy about nice. it. Nice! I feel like I can finally move on to other games. I'm sure other people uh, have similar uh, games with me, so they're like, yeah, like, this is a great game, but I want to be done so I can move on. So, and for me, and I think I, I feel that way, especially because I went straight from Path Radiance to Radiant Dawn. I just played them both in succession. So, mm. and, and they're great games. I really like them a lot. But, man, like, they just took a lot of my time. And I do still think, you know, I do think Radiant Dawn is the best Fire Emblem story. I think Three Houses is really good. The fact that Three Houses has four stories um, that all kind of, like, are different, I think is incredibly impressive. But I think if you were to just take a single story for a Fire Emblem game, I think Radiant Dawn has it. But it's in, also in context with past Radiance before it. So mm. it's really good. Phase 4 was a slog, unfortunately, um, all the way until the end. Some would say that about Marvel, too. Yeah, it's it was kind of a slog, <laughs> and I think part of it was... I had to make I the was, joke. Yeah, I was starting to get a little burnt out, um, but also, there were just so many units on the field, like on your team and on the enemy's team, and there was just a point in Phase 4 where you don't literally have to use every single one of your units, but mm. you end up having to use some pretty bad units. I wonder if they just tried to be like, hey, let's make these battles even more massive. You know, like. Basically, which is 
I mean, honestly, like, as the stakes get higher, the battles get bigger. That's, like, a cool right. thing. And, and I think from a story perspective, it made sense. And it was just, they were, it took so long to get through every battle because you're using, you're one, moving mm-hmm. so many units, and two, waiting for so many units to move on the enemy side. Like, I basically had mm-hmm. to, like, look at my phone, like, or, or do something else during that time, the enemy phase, because we couldn't just, like, <laughs> So, um. There's that, but then at the very end of Phase 4, like, the end game was very fun. It was very fun because um, you basically just got to choose, like, ten of your top units, which was fantastic because then I'm like, cool, I'm going to choose all my really super-duper awesome broken units, so I love to use (laughs) And then it's really fun. Um, That's pretty neat. uh, You even... I won't share uh, story spoilers, but I will share that uh, basically during this one of the, the during these final fights um your your weapons um you basically choose a weapon in her character that you have to be blessed to be like super oh powerful. nice and what it does is not only does it make it stronger um it makes that weapon have no durability like it, there, it can't break where it <coughs> any other weapon in that game except for, like ragged mm. um who i has um to break normally so I had a lot of fun giving like a so Soren is kind of the main mage kind of guy you use in the game. Um, he's a really good mage, and he can get this ability called Blizzard, this weapon that basically can snipe enemies from all the way across the map. And so That's I cool. had that weapon blessed, and I could just snipe bosses and things from across the map in the, like, end game, and, like, usually it's, like, a really risky weapon option, because mm. it only has five uses. But again, it's blessed. I could use it infinite times. It oh, nice. funny, where I just, like, could be like, haha, you're all the way across the map, but I could just kill you anyway. So, um, <laughs> I legit That's had fun. a very fun time at the very end there, because, one, there's a lot of story, um, two, I was just really wanting to get it done and read, like, I just, I, personally, I'm the type of person where challenge is good, obviously, I think, actually, challenge is good in a game, but I think one of my favorite parts of games, like, especially RPGs, um, is being so broken by the end of the game because of all the experience you have, <laughs> yeah. you've gone on, all the weapons you have, things like that, just being so broken, um, that, like, you just destroy everything. Like, that's one of my favorite parts of of RPGs and it's fine if people don't like that but that's just personally what I like so I mean at that point you've worked for it so yeah, like exactly. yeah like oh, let's you, roll yeah yeah if you had that from the beginning that's no longer fun but like once right. you're at the end then you're just like again like you worked for it you and it makes sense from a story standpoint you've done all this stuff so uh, I'm just really happy I got to finally beat that game um and so I'm trying to figure out what to, kind of what to do next I have a whole backlog to get through so I should just do that um, I think I chose to uh, wait on Persona 3. I do really want to play Persona 3, and I will eventually, but I've been convinced that the port is really bad. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of oh. fans who have played the original games um, are saying it's a really bad port, and they're saying, hey, just wait until patches come out. Like, they botched the audio, for example, and I, like, watched Oof. the video of it. It's genuinely quite bad. Um, and I'm like, I mean... I would be able to get through it, but, like, if everyone else is saying, like, hey, they can afford to give you a better experience and they should, then, like, yeah, sure, I'll wait. That's fine. I I, I still want to know why they chose the portable version of all of them, yeah, <laughs> you know? It, that's the 
that's another huge question, right, too. And for me, I'm like, well, I'd be playing it on my Steam Deck anyway, so if anything... Yeah, it makes sense. ...more of a experience that would line up with, you know, mm-hmm. the original hardware, just from a hardware standpoint. And so I'm, yeah. that's another reason why I'm like, oh, I'm playing on Steam Deck, that'll be really cool. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I'm just like, you know what, that's fine. Like, I can wait, okay? I'll wait. And at this point, my husband's still playing Engage. Um, so I haven't really played any of their games right now, but I want to talk about Engage a little bit, Fire Emblem Engage, just because it keeps getting better. Like, it just keeps, like, and I think, I, I was talking with Derek about it in the, uh, in our little backlog, you know, golf chat, mm-hmm. about how at the beginning it's kind of a slow start, but then as it keeps going and going, the, the character designs get better, characterization gets better, um... The world building, I think, even gets a little bit better. Uh, and story, I don't know, the story is kind of fine still, but like the gameplay keeps getting better. As you get more and more emblem rings, they each give you new cool abilities that are like broken, which again, you heard me talk about it. I love being just completely <laughs> broken in these games. <laughs> so and it's not necessarily like to an unfair way, like the game's kind of hard in, in some ways. Um, but just the fact that all the time and effort that they put into this game is so evident um, for the emblems, like how much you can interact with the emblems. So I thought you really weren't going to be able to interact with them much as like characters, but they talk, they have unique dialogue with like hmm. all of your party members. And there's actually a way where you can do these trials against them. They'll take you to a map from their game. Or oh, that's cool. Very, very similar to one of their games. And you play on the map. So I got to watch <laughs> Daniel play um, basically fight against Lucina at Arena Ferox from Fire Emblem Awakening, which you know, that's cool. That's probably my most nostalgic Fire Emblem game. It's the game I started with with Fire Emblem. So seeing Arena Ferox with a cool new remix of of the tune and fighting Lucina, like I just thought, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And so he's also done one for Lynn, which I've also played the game she's from. So that was really cool to see. Too. That was my first Fire Emblem game. Exactly. So I think that's so cool. Like they really, really went above and beyond to um, put love into this game in the sense of uh, showcasing the emblems, not only their power and their designs and weapons, but also in their interactions with characters and also just giving them maps that you can just go to. And it's from those original games, which again, like it's going to be a kind of a bummer uh, for all these new fans who didn't get to play any of those games. Like that is the huge bummer. It's mm-hmm. you know, almost impossible to access those games to be able to play them, um, at least legally. I, I should specify. Uh, right, right. It, it's really great if you have these games. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, so I'm excited to play that eventually, but he's not done yet, so I need to kind of like wait it out. Um, but anyway, that's what I've been playing most of Fire Emblem. Nice. <laughs> I. Uh probably done talking about vampire survivors i've rolled credit nice i have one more i have one more unlock i thought that i I read it wrong because the last unlock is complete collection and i thought that the unlock was complete all the unlocks i guess in my mind Hmm. i think i have a single item in the collection i don't know what it is (laughs) Um, but i will by the end of the week i'll probably have that nice um, but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. That was that game. There was so much more to that game than it had any right to have. I almost streamed that game the other day, but I feel like it'd be so hard to keep up with and like keep up with chat at the same time. Like, oh, yeah. it just seems like it would just be like too much. So I was like, <laughs> nope, let me not do. Let me not do that. <laughs> but uh, it's so good. So many half hours of my life. 
Nice. And that's where I was thinking, too. Because I'm like, if I stream like a like a, a couple hours, right, that automatic hopefully kills a few good half hours, you know? Like, hopefully I can... Hopefully I can make good progress, but then I'm like, no. I just feel like that'd be a multi that'd be a multitasking job that like just sounds difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I so I plan on Game Pass and I don't have the DLC. It looks like, mm. uh, which is kind of a bummer because I've been playing it on my phone through the cloud. Oh yeah, yeah. And so if I purchased the game, I still wouldn't have like the DLC through the like through the cloud. Oh, that is weird. Would yeah, you not? I don't understand how all that works. Maybe I'm incorrect. I think you should. I, th I mean, well, I guess I can't say for sure, but... Yeah, the DLC huh. with the cloud is an interesting, a weird thing. Uh, I also, Xbox Cloud, for the first time, they told me that I had a 10-minute wait. I waited about a minute. Uh, because wow. so many people were playing at the same time on the cloud, so no the servers way. were backed up. That's weird. Yeah. I didn't know huh. that was a thing that could happen. Yeah. But, no, that game is... I highly recommend it. It's so fun. It's so silly. And, uh, yeah. I I don't think I've enjoyed such a simplistic game in so long. <laughs> it was amazing. Definitely recommend. Nice. Yeah. That's all I've been playing, though. I've literally just been playing that <laughs> every night before bed. It's fine. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's better than me coming in here with, like, three games every week. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I get into a game, that's it's all I do for a while. Plus, I love I'm that. Love, love that. I'm working crazy on that. I'm, I'm gonna put a lot, lot into it. So, it's awesome. A ton of times to, to play video games. But yeah, we can get into the gaming news, LJ. Cool. All right, our first piece of news is kind of like pretty fresh from today, but IGN had an exclusive with a source, and the headline reads. Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft don't want anything to do with E3. And I'm like, okay, we've already kind of known that, but what is this article about? And it just kind of talks about... Um, this inside source says they're not really sure what... There's Nobody's still really sure what this event is going to be um, anymore. Because it is under... Yeah, so... <laughs> it is under... Yeah. So it's un... Tell me that this is going to be canceled. I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, so it is... Uh, the ESA still, like, is in charge of it. But it's being ran by uh, the company... I, f I forget the name again. I should have kept up the page. But uh, the company that basically helps do all the, like, PAX events and, like, some other things. Marketing for it, right? Yes. Like, all the marketing, the event scheduling and everything like that. They're basically in charge of, like... Setting up the event, um, basically like what you're doing for the level up event, basically in in a in a weird way, um, and so basically they're saying I guess uh, they reached this company reached out to developers and publishers and all that as of December, like that's barely when you start reaching out to people for an event that is like six months away, like well not even six months now because it's it's going to be February, um. So it's more of the article is just talking about the state of everything. Like I think Xbox did confirm they're going to do something probably and at their theater in June. I think they did they did say. Um, and then then it's like oh well Sony hasn't been a part of it and then uh, obviously Nintendo still does their own thing. So I really didn't feel like I learned much based on the headline, but when when reading that article, 
it just kind of talks about the state. Also, that didn't know that you know Nintendo and PlayStation. Right. Xbox were out. Yeah, I mean, like they're they have been out for the last couple of years, but I guess it's also like I know we haven't we haven't yeah no we haven't had one necessarily, but I think EA is probably going to do their own thing again. Like they're you know it's like these, and it sounds like they just don't want i mean the the headline is right where it's like they probably don't want anything to do with this new type of e3 because they've been doing it by themselves the last couple of years so it's like okay well we really don't need you um the logical especially with covid it kind of prepared everybody everyone realized that they could do it um, yeah but not only that like it's just kind of the rhythm and uh trend that social media has kind of had yeah people stay at home there's less people going to theaters uh, there's less people going to big events if you could so, i mean for us e3 has always been streamed and so we've watched yeah. it through streams anyways if that's where the majority of people are then why spend you know thousands of dollars millions of dollars creating an event mm-hmm. spend less just yeah. online and getting the same effect and getting the same because the press can still make press releases and uh mm-hmm. you know print out published stuff on the event without you have to be there. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a bummer in a lot of ways because when you would have like a team of journalists, I, I think of just like the job situation. That mm-hmm. Journalists would go in and they would try to like cover everything. But now a journalist, you can have like, you know, three or four journalists watch the event, write up everything and you got the work done. Um, Gosh. I mean, I just I just think of the times we've been to a PAX and think it's probably ten times that at E3, you know? Like, right. just like, oh, you're not going to be able to cover everything. We're much smaller, obviously. Yeah. But it's just like, dang. Like, yeah, I think it really probably hurts the workforce in a lot of ways. You know, the work, the event, that's not just those people, but the people that are putting it on. You've got the security, you've got the, the planners... There's a lot of jobs that are being kind of lost in that, but mm-hmm. um, going virtual, yeah. I think, saves the company's monies, and so as far as yeah, go, unfortunately, it's yeah, the obvious choice. Yep, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, who I we still don't here to, uh, organize? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just interesting. Like it's, it definitely feels like if we do have, like, I mean. I guess it's not really, I mean, like you said, it could be, could be canceled, but it's definitely not probably going to be what E3 was in the past. It sounds like, it sounds like nobody's, nobody's very sure yet. And for it to be in the event, no one's going to want to go. Well, yeah. I mean, third, and even the third party companies are just like, Oh no, we, we got this. Um, so I, I, this just doesn't, this sounds like it's just not going to be like what it used to be. I mean, even then, E3 was already changing as it is. Um, so who knows? We're, it's still up in the air, I think, is what this article is saying. Um, the next piece of news um, is pretty... I think it's kind of neat. Xbox had a showcase this past week. Speaking of... Yeah, speaking of Xbox, um, they had some cool things to talk about. Um, they did talk about the new Minecraft game that's coming out, Minecraft Legends. That's going to have some neat looking PvP stuff that's like part RTS, part like MOBA kind of a thing. Um, they did show some more Forza stuff. Uh, some more Elder Scrolls stuff. Um, 
Redfall got a got a release date for June, and Redfall sounds cool because that sounds more like a Borderlands style. Like I think everybody thought it was gonna be like a Left 4 Dead thing where you like had to team up, but it sounds like it's gonna be a more wide linear kind of open. It's from Arcane, makers of like Death Loop and Dishonored and stuff. But it sounds like this is, it's a game you're going to be able to play by yourself, but also have friends jump in at the same time, too, like, whenever they want. So it sounds like a border, vampire hunting, like, Borderlands style, like, kind of, like, shooter RPG, like, a, then, then, like, a Left 4 Dead. So, I mean, that sounds really fun, because, like, now I can just go kill some vampires by myself, and, and, you know, if I want to. I don't need four people. I don't need three other people to play with, necessarily. Um... But uh, the thing that caught everybody's surprise was they put they shadow dropped a game to, to Game Pass called Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, I saw that in my library. Yeah, um, it's so good. Um, so base it's basically a rhythm action game. The best, but it's it's different. I mean, I, there's so there was that game that came out last year called Metal Hellsinger, where it's like, oh, you're gonna get you you can move around and shoot to like this rhythm, right? But Hi-Fi Rush is like an action, like action game, almost like a, like a Devil May, uh, I guess Devil May Cry kind of a thing. But it's like a combo action third-person game where you're this character who he's going for this augment on his arm, and to this like factory, this robot factory of this large mega corporation, and something happens where his basically MP3 player, his iPod, gets fused to his chest, and the gameplay is you having to do combos to the beat, uh, like. To the like as the beat's going, and the whole world is moving like to the beat. You have like you can have the setting on to where you see the beat happening, and it counts like it shows you, you know, like. Um, but and it's one of those things that's like you don't necessarily have to be on rhythm all the time. But if you are, it grants like damage bonuses and other th- bonuses to these combos that you can do. Um, but it really feels like a mix of like Beautiful Joe back in the day on GameCube, like just that style and aesthetic, because it is made from Tango GameWorks and some of the uh, makers of like Evil Within and Ghostwire. But but some people on staff there have history working on like Beautiful Joe and stuff like that. Um, but it also burns like partially like like a Ratchet and Clank kind of thing. It just has that it has that love for presentation and aesthetic. Like it feels like. I'm watch. I'm playing an animated movie or something like, and it's like got these really good, well done, self shaded graphics that like. Part of me at first felt like oh, like it's got this like indie feeling, but it's like the more I play it, I'm like nope, I f- I'm forgetting this is a Bethesda company like that made this. Um, it's just it's just a game that's made with love and it, it just feels like and it's a lot of fun. Um, voice acting is great. Yes. I guess another. I guess a comparison is like I guess it's got like a almost like a jet grind radio, like just that radio style kind of too. But and it just feels so satisfying when you do execute those combos on beat, and it's just like yeah, it just it makes it feels really good uh, when you get in, get in a rhythm. Um, it's fun though. Like it's you really can't go wrong like with it, especially like. It, this is not on PlayStation. This is a Bethesda game. So it's like, if you got an Xbox, like go play it. Or it's on PC. If you got a PC, you got Game Pass, go play it. Um, super fun. Like, And it feels weird to say that about an Xbox game that isn't Gears, Forza, or whatever. It's like, nope, this is this game they just randomly dropped. So here you go. You could still buy it. 
You can still buy it on... I don't know if is if it's on Steam or not. Because I know Microsoft releases games on Steam, too. Um, Let me see. I'm going to go look right real quick. I mean, I, I don't see why it wouldn't be on Steam. Let me see. Uh, oh, it's on Steam for $29. That's what I wanted to hear, yep. baby. Yep, cool. yep, it's on. Yeah, and so it reminded me of, um, so, so you can, uh, you, so yeah, it reminds me of when Ninja Theory came out with that game, it was a multiplayer game called, like, Bleeding Edge, it was that, like, action multiplayer game, so in that, like, it's neat that these companies are still getting to do, like, little fun, like, side projects, because that's what this feels like, like, Tango Gameworks just got through putting out Ghostwire Tokyo last year, so it's like, oh, okay, they've also been working on this thing. So I feel like it's kind of neat. It feels like hopefully Xbox lets more companies do this. Like, here, make this big thing for us. But also, like, have your little side project we can just drop on Game Pass too, Or, you know, for $30. Like, this is... I would almost pay a full price for this game having played it. And for $30, it's kind of... It's, I'm like, dang. All right. Honestly, I feel like that's what... I feel like if there's a way for game devs and, and developers to focus on that... Mm -hmm. I feel like that's almost for the best because we were just talking about Force Field. We yes, and, like, and it came out the same week. And I just feel like that game probably isn't even bad. The reason people say it's bad is because there was so much hype and so much build-up for it. Yes, and that game was way built up on hype. And it just disappoints people because it's, yep. like, it's not even necessarily a bad game. I'm sure if it just dropped, we'll be like, oh, this is like kind of cool and fun. Mm -hmm. you know? It's just like... The problem is when you release these trailers and release and make it like the most hyped thing ever, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's just like doesn't reach expectations. Like that's just happened so many times that. Yep. I mean, obviously, you need to generate some sort of attention to your game for the most part, but I think mm -hmm. there's side projects where they can afford to just drop a game and like focus really hard on it and like not have expectations. I feel like those are the games that do the best, or at least they. Yeah. Because you don't have, like, all these... You don't set it up for failure. You set it mm -hmm. up for success. So, it's like, I know, obviously, they can't, like, do that for, like, all games, especially AAA games, like, that's not a thing. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, I'm tired of the, oh, well, we're gonna make this huge game, it's gonna be amazing, and, like, it's constantly disappointing people. It's like, well, work on your game if, if you can, if you have that affordability. Yeah. Not every, you know, studio does, but... I feel like then it works out because then people are pleasantly surprised rather than disappointed most of the time. Hmm. So. Yeah. It's it just is it's wild. I'm like, hey, like this it's wild that an Xbox game is like gets kind of the limelight this week when this past week when Forspoken, you know, like you said, was so built up and just kind of yeah. disappointed. It disappointed. It's not that it's a bad game, it just it disappointed. For a lot of people. And at this so. point, disappointing game is a bad game. To a lot of people. Not that it should be. Yeah. But to yeah. a lot of people. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's it for gaming news this week. Alright, we will get into movies then. You guys both saw some movies. Go ahead, Shelly. Start with you. Hey, nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we watched Puss in Boots The Last Wish and it was so freaking good, guys. I've heard it is really good. I'm, I almost want to just... I almost want to just get the movie myself, like, just because I heard it's so good. We just rented it Instead on of, Amazon, yeah. um, and it was, like, It's the newest one, right? Thing. 
Yes. It is yeah. news when you don't have to have watched. Uh, my husband actually watched the original Puss Boots a long time ago, and what's funny is he <laughs> watched that one a while ago. But it's been a long time since he's seen Shrek, where it's like, I love Shrek. I watch Shrek all the time, Shrek one and two at least. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I've never saw the first Puss in Boots, and there's like some Me references to like both movies, but you don't really need to have watched either um, to have a good time. Like, I get guys. I didn't realize John Mulaney was in this movie. <laughs> he's in this movie, and he's actually super funny, and his line delivery is so good. His character is so good. All the characters in this movie are really good because they're all like funny, and they're fleshed out. And for the most part, for most of them, you like care about them, and you're just like, oh, like. I, I don't that know. feels weird to say about a Puss in Boots movie. Is why I'm like, wow, like. Really, the villain is so great. I'm so tired of like sympathetic villains. Like the villains in this in this movie are so cool slash so funny, and you know exactly what I mean when you see it. The animation really just took so much inspiration from um, Spider Verse, where it's like really the frame drops. You know something's about to go down. Like you know, these cool fight sequences, these cool sequences where where there's just a bunch of raindrops, but it's just so gorgeously, like, choreographed and thrown together. The colors are so bright. It's just so well animated, guys. <laughs> it's a good movie. And honestly, we were laughing the whole time. It's very funny. It's very... That's awesome. And it has a good, um, really good and simple message. Um, and it just makes you root for the characters the whole time. And uh, I really, I don't know. I, I heard it was going to be good, so I already had some, like, fairly high expectations. I was like, you know what? I've heard this is good, so I hope I enjoy it. Somehow it surpassed those expectations. Somehow it did. I had zero interest until I heard it was good. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think probably for the most part, but I definitely would encourage everybody to watch it, especially if you were a fan of, like, Spider-Verse style. It's not literally the same exact style, but it's definitely inspiration, uh, inspired by it. And I'm like, listen, I will definitely, I want to throw my money at it. So more, um, like, Sony and DreamWorks, and especially DreamWorks, because I feel like DreamWorks has not really... Get creative with your animation. Yeah, um, I want them to to get good, especially, especially, guys. I had no hope for Shrek 5. I now have hope for Shrek 5. 5 Is there going to be one? Yeah, there is. That's confirmed. Wow. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Um... I didn't know that. Okay, that's cool. No, 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 no. It, that's been revealed for a while, I'm pretty sure. But, like, I, I had no hope for Shrek 5, and now I have complete hope. Like, I, I'm a believer. To- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm a believer. Yep. And uh, I, I think if they take this style, which, again, I, obvious, I think this movie's popping off more than they thought it would. So hopefully that's their sign to say, hey, hey, whatever we did there, like, we, we did a good job with, and so we should do it more. Which I'm saying, yes, you should do it more. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend anybody go watch it, whether it's in theater. Um, bring your kid. You don't have to bring your kid. Um, we are, me and my husband are two adults, and we had a really good time. But I'm sure kids would love it, too. It has a great message for them, and it's going to be entertaining for them as well. Um, yeah, it's just good. Fun. Fun, entertaining. Nice. Sweet. It looks fun. Uh, LJ, what did you watch? I watched The Menu. I've heard the name. I don't know what this movie is. 
Yes. It's basically these people get sent to this island to go for this really expensive, like, fine dining experience. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> it gets... It just it's one of those movies that just progressive gets progressively crazier and crazier as it goes on. Imagine. And it's one of those movies that has you going, What the heck did I just watch when you finish it? Um It's one of those movies that I'm left thinking about the end I was left thinking about the ending and just kind of thinking like, you know, okay, like you know, were these things planned kind planned the whole time kind of thing, or like was you know, was it meant to be this way? Like was this, you know, was it, was this really the reason for, you know, that kind of a thing? Like, just, it, I almost, like, I didn't get down, like, a YouTube rabbit hole or anything. Uh-huh. But, like, I feel like I could have easily done so. Yeah, totally. You know, like, like, a, like, okay, like, ending explained kind of videos or, like, oh, like, you know, theories and stuff like that. But that's, it's, it's really good. Like, oh. it's really, I guess to some people that it might end up really weird, but it's also really good because it left me asking those questions. Um, and it's on HBO Max. So, like, yes, it's it's a trip. It's wild. It's it's pretty nutty. Um, yeah. That's kind of all I have to say because I can't say anything else. <laughs> Which is a good thing. Ooh, the menu would, would be a good one, I think. Or or Puss in Boots. Watch Puss in Boots. Okay. <laughs> yeah, both. I mean, either one. Okay. Cool. There's also like a few like Oscar nominees I think on HBO Max and stuff now. Like there's like you know now that those are out. Right, right. Um, yeah, the no, menu's a trip though. Cool. We'll get into uh, the movie news then. Shelley, I think I'm more excited about any of this than you are. But... <laughs> You if you lead. wanna, if no. you wanna go for it, I can or you can. I I'll can I can talk about it, and then you can talk about how great it is. Maybe. Yes, I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was introduced to Riddick today. Um, <laughs> like a like a two minute crash course. Yeah. yeah I literally. Oh. Riddick, and I told the story like, what's his face, man? Man. Like, you did. This happened. This happened. That's true, actually. Um, but anyway, for anybody else who's <laughs> unlike me, who maybe is more like Cody and likes Riddick, uh, this is good news for you. I thought you like B-movies. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, basically, there, um, there is going to be a Riddick 4. Yes. So I think that already is news to some people. Um, but there was concept art dropped on Ben Diesel's Instagram. I, I think it was Instagram. Yep. No, not made by AI. Not confirmed, but you're it right. Looks it looks made a by lot AI. like AI. <laughs> it really looks like AI. The he, it's, he, could, like he could literally just put, like, Riddick in, like, an AI, like, prompt and just be like, boop. Yeah, and he said, Furia waits. Like, as the, as the like that's not a real person. Furia or Furia? <laughs> that's not an actor we know. Furia. I don't know how you say it. Fu- Furia. Furia. <laughs> um... Yeah. No, the Furia is the planet he came from. Yeah. Is he's a Furian. Yeah. Not a furry. <laughs> okay. Um could be. But anyway, so <laughs> Vin Diesel I mean, that. Magic, but... <laughs> um 
Wordplay is fun. This is probably good news for a lot of people like Cody. I just, I've never heard of it, so that's cool. I'm really See, excited. I'm, Cody is more excited for, for than I am. Chronos Critic might not be. Are they rated R for Riddick? For, for Riddick. So rated kind of be aware Riddick. of that if you, if you want to watch these. <laughs> um, the first one is a horror movie. And uh, my wife actually told me, you have to watch this movie. And I was like, that's cool. And then Chronicles of Riddick was a sequel. Um, and I believe that kind of came out relatively, like, pretty close to when we started dating. I can't remember. I might be wrong. Uh, that is a weird picture. But we... <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, oh, he did, there, there is new concept art. It's just Riddick, Vin Diesel's character, um, being basically like a space John Wick. And, uh, like, he's yeah. in prison one scene, and he puts a cup down. And he was like, I would kill you with this cup. He's an anti-hero. Yeah. Like a, yeah. And then he does kill a person with a cup. It's very John Wick. It's cool. What do you see, LJ? The, I'm just, like, looking at that image, and it's just, like, that, that, that like, AI art image y'all were talking about. Yeah. Like, totally doesn't even look like, it just looks like, uh... Doesn't even like it. It could legit be a person. It looks like Riddick, but he's like got like stuff on his face and he's armored up looking like. like But then details, you're like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, and then before that though, the post he has before that I think is the bigger news is that it's an there's an actual concept art piece, Mm -hmm. like like a storyboard frame. So it's like that that definitely does mean there is something coming. Um, But I'm just like that AI art, like it just I. Is it even with the movie? It's with Vin Diesel himself. He lost so mm. much weight uh, for the last movie, and that would have been Riddick Three. And uh, yeah, I kind of hope that he doesn't have to do that again because he he's getting older and he takes oh, really absolutely. drastic measures to get down to the weight that that he has to get to. Yeah, for these movies. Um, the second one, he was a little bit muscular and it was more of a superhero build, but. Mm-hmm. The first and the third, it was all about being like as thin as possible. And Vin Diesel, I don't think of him as like a thin guy. Uh, he's not chubby by any means. He's usually pretty built, but yeah. really having to like lose that weight and get to like this alien esque thinness is can't be healthy what, for his age. What, what is his tagline? He's like, you're, uh, you're not afraid of the, you're not afraid of the dark, are you? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's got these cool glowy eyes and like yeah, he, he can see the in the dark. It's a yeah. cool it's, it's a cool movie. Cool it's movie. of the two it's of the era. Like that two thousands era action movie is yeah. just like that's it's uh, yeah. That totally makes sense. There's also mm-hmm. an anime episode that came out that's like Yeah, it's like an anime <laughs> spin off. Yeah. It does sound like anime. It does. Yes. <laughs> like when you're describing it's, it. It's it is why it fits, yeah. Um there's even a really cool I don't think you can really it's kinda hard to find now, but there was a really cool video game that uh they made back in the day around that for not pitch black but chronicles of riddick it's called chronicles of riddick escape from butcher bay and it's so good um so Another it's just it's a weird piece of is uh, there's pitch black and then there was chronicles of riddick, and they were very different movies in the same yeah the third yeah. one was just a combination of the two it was very much them just like rehashing yeah and so i'm kind of hopeful that this will be more of a a fresher story um, or, and I'll be excited about this too, the third one was very heavily going back to the pitch black stuff. And so maybe this total will go back to the second one, and I like the second one, so that would be okay. It's more action-y. The third one just, it, he literally was doing the exact same thing he was doing the first 
maybe the second one, maybe this one will be like a better follow up and just an older Riddick that like maybe maybe his past will be catching up with him or the something. The third like, I don't was know. kind of like, hey, remember how you liked Riddick? We made more of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Wow. Thanks. Okay. I could have just watched yeah. the old movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah. That that's all. I was gonna yeah. compare it to so Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess, but. Thank you, thank, thank you for your TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can move on. <laughs> excited for that, and that's good. Something that we may or may not be excited about. Something that okay. may or may not be good. <laughs> James Gunn is rebooting the universe. Who would have thought? But where would we get that news? I got that news from Dave Bautista. Why? <laughs> Who asked if he could be Bane and was told no. But that also, doesn't that, that lead to a comment that's, or some, I guess, something that he's not afraid to cast, like, MCU actors or something? Like, yeah. I don't know if that's could be could do to, like, how, all MCU heroes to be villains. how most of them, like, are, like, contracted, kind of, like, they're, or they have. I think that would be the coolest, smartest thing ever. Let's get Tom Hiddleston to be a hero and something. Mm. Hmm. That would be interesting. Tom Hiddleston's um, gonna. That would be interesting. Sorry, Hiddleston. But... Yeah, I just. I just I'm excited. Care. I'm only excited if Peacemaker is canceled, and I love Peacemaker. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I will be. My faith in James Gunn will be lost if he's like, "We're getting rid of everything, except that one thing I created." Yeah, because that would be kind of scummy at that point. Yeah. Yeah. If as long as he do cancels reboot, everything, then I'm like, okay, let's let's do this. Let's do it right mm-hmm. this time. I just, I mean, good for James Gunn. Good for him, <laughs> dude. Because it's still the fact that this came all away from originally him getting canceled. We're supposed yeah. to be yeah. canceled. Like that's the entire reason he's even in the position to do this. So it's like good for yep. him that like he went from. Oh, you know, he did some bad tweets on Twitter a long time ago. People are calling out for him. Disney's like, no, no, no. I don't want to touch that guy anymore because I don't want to get that on me. And then they, DC's like, hey, come over here. And now he's doing all the stuff with DC. So, like, good for him. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I personally just don't care <laughs> about the DC universe. I care so little about universes, at least movie universes. The only one I care about is Spider-Verse. That's the only one. And not even mm. not even like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Verse. I mean Spider-Verse Spider-Verse. <laughs> Sony Animation Spider-Verse. Yeah. So I just I I, I look at this and I think I don't know, I feel like <clears throat> dead inside because I'm like, man, they're still trying to do this thing and like who knows? You know, James Gunn's brilliant, so like, who knows? Maybe he can make it really freaking good. But all I know is that we, the only yeah. thing, the only I shouldn't say the only good. I should say the only DC content that I've absorbed, movie I should really specify, um, DC movies that I, I've consumed and then really liked anytime recently, was the Batman. Pretty much exclusively. And that I really that's, would hate to see that's the one. all of a sudden become involved in. Like I, As much as I would love to see a sequel to the Batman... I do Which not we'll want get, to see I involved think. in another universe. I want 
his story. I want his story with his villains. Um, yeah. All in Gotham with Catwoman. Maybe they maybe they could bring, you know, find a Robin or someone. That's fine. But, like, keep it really Batman-centric. I don't want random Superman in there. I don't want random Flash in there. <laughs> I don't want random anything. I'm tired of universes. I'm tired of especially yeah. like, tonal shifts. Because that's another thing. It's like, oh, you got these some characters that are really like bubbly and happy and some who are like Batman who's just grim and dark and edgy all the time and like having the it's just so it just clashes right putting mm-hmm. in the same space and I'm like why mm-hmm. can't we just keep them separated and who knows again maybe James Gunn has like some brilliant plan up his sleeve maybe he's like he really knows what he's doing he's gonna have a fun time doing it and make a crap ton of money in which case good for him I just feel like I, I see this and I feel dead inside I don't care I'm so tired of universes. I'm burnt out on Marvel. I can't handle another universe. I'm, I'm not strong enough. That's how I, I feel. I'm 100% on board. I think that MCU has gotten this, especially this last phase, kind of got meh. And so yeah. I'm like, give me a new universe to care about because I don't care about that one anymore. I guess is kind of where mm. I'm at. Um, and I, I say that, that I'm going to watch every MCU thing that comes out for us probably. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. Let's not let Batman, Batman needs to be its own thing. Also, I don't want that Riddler, I don't want that Riddler to be James Gunn's DCU, and I don't want that yeah, Riddler no. as cool as his Joker, uh, is. Like, it's so well done. Cool is probably not the right, right. word. But, yeah. uh, shocking and just well done, that Joker is. It's not what the DCU's Joker needs to be. Right. I'm hoping that we don't need Joker. James Gunn will be heavily inspired by the Justice League animated cartoon. Mm. Um, not Justice League War, because that would be amazing. I'd be all about that. But like the OG, like Justice League Unlimited kind of. Yeah, Justice League Unlimited, and then the one before that, and like Young Justice are really yeah. beloved by a lot of people, and I think if we kind of make that the uh, center point of like what yeah. it should look like, then I think it'll do well. I think if you get like, oh, we're going to inspire our Joker off of that. We're going to inspire our Batman off of that. Mm-hmm. Superman, and etc. Um, then the DCU will be basically what I've wanted it to be. Oh, man. If they literally just do, like, a Young Justice-style like universe and just... Maybe this young Superman they've talked about will just be, like, Superboy like or something. You know, like... I, oh, be... I heard... I know they can't do it. They want a young Superman. The guy that is playing Superboy in Titans... Would be the perfect young Superman, uh, but it would be weird because we <laughs> yes, yeah. know him as Superboy. You would be recasting him to just play his dad. Mm-hmm. But he's supposed to be a clone of Superman, and the dude looks and is he's so perfect for it. <laughs> really good actor. Uh, didn't know that he was a really good actor until this last season. Uh, he usually plays a very kind of bland character. Mm. And he got to play a little bit of a. I don't want to give anything away, but he got a little bit Lex Luthor esque because your boy you is part Lex Luthor. Yeah. And uh, oh, it was actor kid could be really good if he's got the right directing. <laughs> tangents, yeah. tangents. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for this reboot. I like the younger idea. Um, keeping them like early 20s actors and stuff 
Uh, I, I gotta say, last comment, it was really awkward to see those Shazam Fury of the Gods ads during the football game last night. I'm just like, oof. <laughs> I, just, I know they haven't yet, but I really think they need to release the uh, Batwoman, or Batgirl movie. Yeah, Batgirl, yeah. Let, let's just release that with all these other movies that now no longer matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because, why, yeah, Shazam's not gonna, like, Aquaman... I guess I'll see them, but I don't care anymore now that I know them. I don't think I care either. You know what really soured me on this whole thing was the all the stuff around Black Adam. Yeah. Because like yeah. I really enjoyed that movie when it came out, and I'm like, this is really fun. They're but like, then after that, and they're like, never mind, we're erasing. Yes. Yes, and then just all the stuff with like Dwayne Johnson and just all the other, you know, like back and forth. I'm like, oof, this is actually kind of scummy. So like, maybe I shouldn't be excited about this. I mean, I'm. I think that that was probably not handled well for Dwayne Johnson's. No, definitely, definitely not. Yeah, um, love Dwayne Johnson, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I think that a fresh slate is way better than trying to. They just need a snap. What they've like got now, what <laughs> they have now, is been a mess basically since the start. Since you Dwayne might say you, you might say they need a flashpoint. Yeah. And that's perfect too. I think that's the plan, right? It's gonna be flashpoint. I hope so. Really erase everything, and then they'll start a new. Yeah, that makes all of this. Let 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 Ezra Miller, let Ezra Miller do reshoots or whatever, like they supposedly did, and then put handcuffs on him. There we go. Call it a day. That's they're talking about reshooting him. I just had some rumors about that. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 But that's why I said put handcuffs on him afterwards. Yeah. uh, the Justice League movie, they did the, they, they had a flashpoint situation at the end. Exactly, do that. And it was a yeah. Like, Man, you relive a lot of lives. Ooh. Anyways, we'll get into TV uh, from there. And I'm trying to think of what I watched besides the '90s show and Last of Us. Uh, I finished the '90s show, and if you like Ooh, the I... show, watch it. I do need to finish it. I did watch a few more episodes since then, but yeah. I don't think that you will enjoy that show if you don't have like an absolute love for that type of show. We d- we said that last time, I believe. Like it's definitely one of those things. Like, I won't watch it. <laughs> you won't. You won't miss anything in doing so if you like really love that type of show. I think that you're like losing out not watching it. I had a friend yeah. uh, at work. We were talking about it, and she was like. Yeah, it just seems like a Disney show. I didn't like it. I love that 70s show. I've only watched an episode and I couldn't do it anymore. And I was like, I get that, but you need to keep watching because I think it's just going to get better from where it ends. And it was already... Mm. It was so much fun to like go and revisit these characters. Yeah. And see where they are now and continue it. I, that's a show that like I wish would have never ended. And so this kind of feels like it didn't. Mm. It's cool. But... That's, that's all I have on the 90s show. And what does I watch? Bad Batch. I've got just kind of a system of shows. Oh, and Vox Machina. Vox Machina has come out. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've watched six episodes now. I believe that there are only six episodes <clears throat> as of recording this. And it's got a lot deeper of a story this, this season. Hmm. There's a lot of in-game, like, in-show lore that's happening. And... The characters are all getting a little bit more individualized backstory and stuff. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I don't know. It's, it's good. 
and I think part of that is last season, it was very funny, and it still is really funny and stupid. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, it reminds me kind of like Red vs. Blue. A lot of people didn't watch Red vs. Blue all the way through, but Red vs. Blue started as basically just get comedy. Yeah. And then by the end of it, was had this actual plot to it. Mm. The show kind of is doing the same thing, where the first season was kind of... It wasn't skit comedy, but it was definitely just a comedy. And then this is slowly turning into deep plot. I like that. Like, that's good that that show is, like... Evolving and growing. Yes, yes. I respect that. I'm excited about it. Box Pocket, very mature. So keep that in mind. Everything <laughs> these days. It's like quality and mature, like mature ratings have to go hand in hand, and that's always unfortunate. But... That's not <laughs> so true. A lot of people love Bluey. That's true. Bluey. Yeah. I've been <laughs> Bluey is really good. I've watched I've watched Bluey with my nephew, and I'm just like, yeah, this is good. I'm gonna tell you a really good kid show that you can even enjoy if you're an adult, but if you have a kid, um, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's on Netflix. So good. Animation, gorgeous. Characters, awesome. The situations, very silly, very, very chaotic. Um, also, we, we watch an episode or two just occasionally. Sometimes I'll, like, walk in on my husband watching Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, that sort of thing. So that's also a great show. as not mature in the sense of, you know, nudie, sex, that sort of thing, like mm-hmm. violence. But it's still very good, and if you have a kid, your kids will love it. But as an adult, you might still have a good time too. So no. That makes me a lot of about it. I really need to watch the second season of The Chosen, but The Chosen is definitely, obviously, a uh, high quality show that's yeah good. There's and lots not- of high quality shows. People just want to lie to you. They want to yep. give you the idea that it has to be super mature, like freaking Game of Thrones level. Like, <laughs> oh, it's really good because it's really mature. They keep trying to attribute those things. No, no, no. You don't need to attribute those things. Something being really mature doesn't necessarily make it really good. Something being really good doesn't necessarily make it super mature. And, um, or at least in the maturity uh, as, as far as rankings and that sort of thing goes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of level of like how we need to watch it. Um, those are separate things. And so you can have really good shows that are mature, um, or you can have really good shows that are mature. You have bad shows that are mature. You have bad shows that aren't mature. Yeah. For some reason. I do feel I like, like we are in a weird generation. Show of, yeah. was really good, and it, because it was on History Channel, it was, like, relatively clean. It was made for cable. But even yeah. the Vikings was filmed with, like, a bunch of nudity and stuff. And mm-hmm. you can... Because it was released not on History Channel and other places. And so there are cuts of that show that are super mature. But so, History Channel version is perfect. And uh, also, it's great. 100%. Um, almost any Scooby-Doo show is going to be better than Velma. <laughs> Velma, they add a bunch of maturity to it to try yep. to make it good and funny. And it's yes, bad. Fair. It's very bad. So, I've not seen a single episode. I've been watching I've reactions on YouTube. So I'm not stupid. about to. Yeah, I'm not about to like watch the show itself. Like that's why I don't even mention like watching the shows because I'm not watching the show. I'm watching reactions to it. But it actually looks mm-hmm. so freaking just bad. Like just all the characters suck. The humor's <laughs> bad. Like there's just a lot of bad things about it. But also the good news of that I've been watching those reactions as I start watching 
like random clips and stuff from like other Scooby-Doo shows. And like I did watch some Scooby-Doo growing up, but not a ton. But I'm just like I keep watching like like clips from other Scooby-Doo shows that are genuinely like funny and good. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's just so much better. I get it's less mature. Yeah. It's better. It's like mature. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good. So sorry. That and and it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's stuff out there. I really yeah. want to watch Chosen Season 2. Mm-hmm. need to do that. Watch The Chosen. Mm. <laughs> uh, what about you, LJ? What have you been watching? Um, so, I guess randomly, after I finished the menu, I was like, why don't I continue the theme? And so I heard the show called this show called The Bear that's on FX and Hulu was really good. And it's uh, another cooking chef-themed, like, thing that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stay on beat because I just got done watching the menu the same night. Um, But this show, um, The Bear, is about a... It's a restaurant in Chicago, like a sandwich-like restaurant. And basically, they don't start... Like, the way they start from it is, like, there's this guy, you know, that they, you know, they kind of show him and... Uh, like working at this restaurant and I've never worked at a restaurant before but just the first episode or two just I feel like I got a pretty good idea because it just seems like it's utter chaos um in the kitchen um (laughs) and so I'm sure you catch some of that you know working in that field um just being a server or or a waiter or whatever but um it's really it's really good and it's about this guy who's he's this he used to be this big shot five-star chef at some big restaurant, like in New York or something, but he goes back to he goes back home basically to take over the restaurant for uh, from his brother who has passed away. Um, it's uh, there hasn't been overtly mature stuff. I kind of like we were talking about. There hasn't been like nudity or anything like that, but yeah. it's definitely like obviously like swearing and stuff. But like so far, it seems to be fairly clean for what it is. Like obviously, there's you know, language and stuff, but it's just really good character stories so far. Um, and that's what I really like about it. Um, and it just, I feel like it just captures the, I feel like what is the chaos of owning a business and working and working at a restaurant. I just feel like it. And and the character knowing that the character doing this, knowing that, Oh yeah, this place is kind of crap, but, like, I'm not going to let it go because I want it to succeed kind of a thing. Like, I, you know. But it's good. I think I'm, like, six episodes in. It's on Hulu and FX if anybody's interested in it. But I think it even... I think the actor even won... Um, they had the... What is it? The Golden Globes recently and all that stuff, too. So that show won some awards. Um, I think even one of the supporting actresses, I guess, has gained some notoriety from it, too. So it's it's a really good show. So that's what I watched this week other than the last of us obviously of course yeah because <laughs> everyone's watching everybody except Shelly yep. yeah yeah <laughs> I'm a hater for real <laughs> so good uh speaking of the last of us we'll get into the news um season 2 has been confirmed who would have thought uh there's been a few different rumblings about this apparently season 2 will uh be last of us 2 the video game. That's what that's what Neil Druckmann said, I think. And that seems pretty crazy to me because there's like an eight year gap in those games, so I don't know what their exact plan is. I mean, hey, they got flashbacks they can do whatever they want with now, so Yeah. And 
Shots fired. <laughs> I think that part of that will probably be there are flashbacks in Last of Us 2, the video game. There were, yeah. Maybe and they were good. Yeah. Work with that for that next season because the director said that there's multiple seasons that will, will encompass that story because there's so much to the story of Last of Us 2. Oh, um, Last of Us 2 is a really long game. Yeah, you're going to have yeah. to. <laughs> and it feels like different, like it, it feels like different story arcs. Like you beat the game, yeah, like, and then you have to beat another game within it, basically. Yes, I yes, it's almost yeah. It's good. It just never ends. <laughs> yeah. So I I could see some of that kind of happening. Uh, so I'm just kind of have to wait and see. But they were questioning literally last week whether or not they'd get a, a second season, and now it's confirmed. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize more Warner Bros. news. We have Titans and Doom Patrol have been canceled. Obviously, that's part of James Gunn's plan to reboot everything. Uh, I would expect nothing less. You know, I'm sure a lot of people have wondered about Doom Patrol. There's a few. Of I never watched. Movies. I never watched Doom Patrol, but I feel like that's a show like I really would have enjoyed. There's a lot. I maybe watched an episode or two. It was a spinoff of the Titans show. There's characters like Doom Patrol's basically introduced in Titans. Then, it's been so yeah maybe that's why i don't know if i watched it or not but i do remember that episode it was like basically a pilot it's weird yeah so there's a titans episode and they introduced the doom patrol and doom patrol has their own like start out and it yeah titans it's like an oh that's universe. weird it's weird but it's <laughs> i've heard doom patrol is good i just haven't seen it uh, i hope really hope that James kind of pays attention to what Titans did right. And maybe what Doom, I don't know about Doom Troll, Troll. But Titans feels like Just League Animated, or Young Justice at least, kind of in live action. Not the first season. The first season is trying to... They kind of just like slid up in there, didn't they? Like the whole Young Justice stuff. <laughs> yeah. The first season tries to be as pretty as possible. I'm thinking yeah. more of the third season when you got like the Red Hood versus Dick Grayson. And it really feels almost like a well like budgeted web mm. series like it almost feels fan made it's so and then the newest season teased like brother blood stuff too so like i don't know if that's like a thing that's actually happening or not but yeah yeah no it is cool uh, not give anything away but yeah yeah <laughs> uh hopefully they finish the season out i'm sure they will but yeah they have one more season i think is what it is that's kind of sad because i feel like you know it probably i mean just that's just kind of like that was the start of it, you know, that was the start of the whole, you know, before HBO Max was even a thing, so it's like, oh dang, like, <laughs> alright, <laughs> so, I'm I'm honestly surprised it's gone on as long as it has, Yeah. but I also, like, I'm like, DC Universe yeah. or whatever it was called, the web app that these were on got deleted, I figured mm-hmm. would go with it, honestly. Yeah, um, it almost makes me kind of sad for the people that do, that do still really enjoy these, like... Like like Arrowverse, like yeah, that those were long and drawn out. But I feel like these are just like oh, like those actually have people that enjoy them now. Yeah, they're like, know, like overly cartoonish. Their costumes are really well done. Yeah, fun. So I'm I'm okay as long as Titans ends on a bit now, and I'm sure it will. Mm. And hopefully that means that we get those in DC. Maybe we'll get some Nightwings and some Teen Titans and some Young Justice characters. And, That'll all kind of come out of... You literally just do Young Justice as the next DC DCU, I think. That'd be awesome. Because, like, Justice League Unlimited was also about training up new heroes and these lesser-known kind of, yeah. like, 
people. I I don't think we'll get a Young Justice. I feel like the the current Justice League, the Superman, Batman Justice League, will mm-hmm. feel almost like a Young Justice. They'll be in their twenties, and then we wait fifteen years because there's fifteen years between all of these. Ooh. And in fifteen years, we get a Young Justice as a kind of introducing characters. That's oh dang. Yeah, no, that's that's a good. I, I like that though. Yeah. Um, and that just allows them to keep everything fresh forever, basically. Hmm. Forever. Uh, and then the last piece of news is exciting for me because I really like Fox Machina. Critical Role's second campaign that they did is also being animated, and that'll be a totally different show on Amazon Prime. Apparently, Amazon Prime has some kind of deal with them. Uh, hmm. And so that is cool. I don't necessarily need a whole universe of Critical Role, and I don't know if this is a shared universe or not. It might not be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited, but I don't want more. <laughs> yeah, because like, it's, it's is it just them doing like a second like? Is, so it's them just doing other characters? Yeah, I'm curious. It's like I don't... a different campaign, I thought. Right, right. I mean, that's what it sounds like. No, it's the same cast, so it'll be the same voice same. act playing different characters. That'll be interesting. Um, this is more, it sounds more like Guardians of the Galaxy. They're like thieves and misfits and ragtag. Mm-hmm. The other one uh, were actually um, uh, thieves. in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think it's cool. We'll see how it goes, but uh, I have Vox Machina, so why would I want another one? I don't, I don't right. know. I would wait till Vox Machina is canceled and then, you know, open up the second campaign. Okay. I mean, it's like what we were talking about last week, right? They're trying to get everything they can out of this. Yeah. So, TV. I, I was talking to someone the other day. I, we might have brought this up on the podcast. I can't remember. I was trying to figure out why I was so far behind on television. And it's because I'm no longer watching a show, keeping up with a show. I'm keeping up with like eight shows in the same universe. And so you have to like. It used to be I could watch three or four different shows at a time, and I would be watching four different worlds, basically. And I would get breaks, and so I could watch one this season and another this, like, season, like, fall and summer. And now, it's like, I got, like, Marvel. I've got to watch something basically every three months, and then I get a month break, and then I got three months to watch something else. Mm-hmm. And if you don't watch the first thing that you're then you're out of it. So you're not just picking up one show when you pick up a universe anymore. Uh, you're having to watch so many things to keep up with that one thing that you care about. Yeah. It's a lot. And then with all, yeah. with all these streaming services trying to have that main thing too, mm-hmm. it's like, so there's at least a few running at one time, whether, like, even though it's different things, you know? Yeah. I mean, even like in Disney, if you wanted to be like a Disney yep. Plus fanatic, there would be so many original things you'd have to watch just in Disney Plus alone. Yep. I remember literally, I think it was like She-Hulk, Rings of Power, and Andor, or something like that at the same time last last year. I'm just like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. So like, you know, yeah. just watching Mandalorian, yep. big deal. But you gotta watch Mandalorian, you gotta watch Boba Fett, you gotta watch Andor. Yep. And then... You've got three other universes that are releasing stuff at the same time, so you got to watch all of those. That's be. And then, like right, right when before Last of Us even ends, we're gonna get Mandalorian back again too. So we're gonna hop yeah. right into the next to the next show on the next service. You know, like it's I. It, it's a constant flow. 
I think the biggest, the only time that I've ever said no to it, and I'm going to have to start saying no sooner or later, like you just, there's a breaking point, was the Arrow universe. I was like, okay, I watch Arrow, and then they're like, Flash, and I was like, I can watch Flash. Too much. And they're like, no, Legends Tomorrow, and I was like, no. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Especially since shows are starting to get back to this weekly format, even though they're on streaming services. Yeah. Because I'm sure that's... <laughs> So yeah, so CW made it even more difficult for you probably because that wasn't really on a stream. That wasn't that that was cable television. Yeah, you know? I think that's like, why it was so easy to say no. It's like there were just days that I were wasn't on. Yeah, so I yeah. Watch those TV, like TV episodes uh, without having yep. to figure out some kind of subscription service or something to watch mm-hmm. it after they aired. And I was like, no. And then Supergirl. I tried watching Supergirl, and I was like, well, now whenever they do, like come together, I don't know what's going on. So. Oh, I remember last time I binged, like, The Flash or something, like, before I stopped watching it on Netflix, I literally had to go, like, when they did the whole crossover thing, Mm -hmm. I went to the next episode, and I went, wait, what? And I'm like, oh, they did this very important thing on another episode, on a show that wasn't theirs. So, like, I literally had to go and watch the others from from that that event, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Oversaturation. For sure. Yep. I think with movies, it's easier for me. I can watch a movie universe if you give me a movie a month to watch. I would be down with watching two movies a month, I think, in theaters. Anything more than that, I'm just like, please stop. That's already long. Yeah. Speaking of watching a movie, um, movies a month, I saw there's a waiting the waiting list for whatever movie pass is doing now is about to end. Just let it die. (laughs) I saw that email and thought about it maybe for five seconds and I went, nope. That is, like, it's not just beating a dead horse. At this point, it is, like, stringing the dead horse up and trying to puppeteer. It's like, it's like trying to resurrect it and then just beating it again. It's like throwing it in a Lazarus pit, you might say. Yeah. (laughs) Just let it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what We will end the podcast there. You guys can get out about anything else this week. Nope. Make sure you are tuned into our social media. Uh, we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, for details on the Level Up events, said we'll be releasing a lot of information very soon. Uh, we are kind of pushing for, you know, if you've got a church, you've got youth pastors. Uh, or just church pastors that want to do the virtual conference at their church. We're trying to kind of set up a way to do that easily for them. Uh, so you can just kind of go to the published website. I'm trying to think if it'll be up yet or not. But it'll be geeksoderace.com slash the level up event. Or, yeah, the level up event. And uh, I'm not sure if you'll get anything yet, but you should soon. And uh, it'll be kind of all the information on it and allow people to kind of set up uh, their churches to watch this virtual conference too. Speakers, speaking on faith stuff. Uh, <laughs> faith stuff. I don't, I don't want to give it all away. I'm excited though. It's going to be really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a very much to me a way to give back to the community because the community's given so much uh, mm-hmm. for Greece and Grace. We, it was time to do something different, and here it is, you know? Um, we've done pledge drives in the past, and there have been just, like, Twitch streams. They've been really cool. They've always been about the community, 
Um, but this feels, uh, at least for me, very much like a gift to you. To you. Mm-hmm. So, as a thank you for being awesome. Uh, LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at LJ the Paladin. Shelly? And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor and on Twitch when uh, my internet's up. I didn't play most stream last week at twitch.tv slash Geeks of Grace. And yeah, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.